that's not prime because that's no. not prime time. Prime <laughs> want to be on prime time. Like that doesn't make that's not that it not, don't make dollars. It don't make sense. Okay, but if it's, it's not the biggest, exactly. But if it it's is. not the biggest extension of me, yeah, the money is. Prime will tell you. Look good, you feel good. You feel good, you play good. You play good, you get paid good. He'll say it. He'll say it. Hey, he had that in his office on the wall. Yeah. He lived by it, died by it. Yeah. Yeah. This is logic over everything. We made it here so you can make it through. All right. Fellas, let's do what we got to do. Sincere. How you doing tonight, bro? Back in the building. Back yes, in the indeed. Building. Yes, indeed. Back, and I got back like I never left. Logic. What's going on, fam? What's going on, bro? Let's, Let's do get it. Into it. All right. Well, since we got Sincere on the program, we got to start out with yo man. <laughs> um, for, I want to know for you, Sincere, before we start talking about the 49ers overall, I want to know how mm-hmm. much faith or how much uh, trust you had in Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo is out now, but I want to know for you on a scale from one to ten, how much trust did you have in that man? Put it see this way, uh, and I can only say it in one way: I trust Jimmy's going to do what Jimmy's going to do. <laughs> um, I, I I love Jimmy. Okay. Don't get me wrong, man. I, I mean, I mean, I talk about him. You know what I'm saying? But numbers numbers don't lie. When he plays, yeah. he win. So most of our games, when he doesn't play, it's like we we at the bottom of the barrel. So, you know, so I, I respect what he brings to the table. My only thing is that in big games, I wish he kept that same energy like he do when he played mediocre teams. Mm. Okay. And I feel like I feel like sometimes the 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 moment gets a little too big for him, and then he presses. Once he starts pressing, then he makes mistakes. When he makes mistakes, that's ball game because now he's he's out of his element. He, you know, it's like it's like a uh, it's like a shark out of water. You mm. know what I'm saying? He's he not breathing right. <laughs> oh, God, you know what I'm saying? That's my honest that's my honest assessment okay. of Jimmy G. Um, now, as far as the yes. team, you know. Uh, I think we're gonna be good. Um, I'm not shocked that they didn't go after Baker Mayfield. I'm kind of glad they didn't because honestly, I think he Baker Mayfield is he's his own entity, and coming into San Francisco, San Francisco is a culture. It's a vibe. I don't think he mixes well with that vibe. Ooh. The only way. I could see him in a 49er uniform would have been if Chris McCaffrey would have been like, hey, we need to get him. And I don't think that's going, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen, but it's definitely not going to happen now since he's playing for the Rams now. I don't know if y'all heard that. I, but yeah, I heard Rams, it. You tell me so, that this shit ain't racist. So I ain't got to worry about it. tell me that shit ain't racist. Why are we finding places for that bum ass thing? Please continue. Yes, sir. Well, well, so so the way the thing, the the way the what the wire thing works, the waiver thing mm-hmm. is is based upon like a group of teams. Yeah, it's like the fantasy. Um, it's like San, fantasy football waiver yeah. wire. So San Francisco, so San Francisco was twenty fourth. Right. So you you would have to go through all the teams, and one of those teams would have to say, you know, what well, we're gonna take them. Now within the process of like I said, the Rams taking him, they they done already push Stafford on the shelf for the rest of the year. He done. So they kind of need him more than we do. Because mm. their season is pretty much done. Okay, so no, it's done. It's done. They yeah, just right. Got exactly. It's, exactly. So, so, so for him to go somewhere and if it wasn't so for him done, to go somewhere and actually just play, got a quarterback that's worse than the well, you know what? We we didn't play the Rams twice mm-hmm. already this year, so I ain't even got to worry about it. So I'm good. <laughs> hey, have fun. Do you? Um, I mean, I, I, yeah. I you know, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with Brock Purdy. Yes. I was gonna say you know, elaborate like on Brock because yes. I, you know, Lance, you I know something about. No, 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 Lance, I knew something about. But this guy, 
and I watched the game. So, you know, Brock comes in and he he doesn't do bad. I, he passed the ball 37 times. No, no, no I, I think well, you got to look at the team itself. Like, hell, you put anybody at quarterback if they if they are adequate and smart enough to not fuck up shit, you can be successful. You got enough talent around. You got an offensive line that's good. You got a running running back game that's good. You got wide receivers that's good. You got a tight end. You got all the necessities that you mm-hmm. need to run a, a decent offense. All you have to do is play within the element of the team. Don't go out here and try to be gung-ho and be like, you know, I'm going to throw 400 yards. No, that's not San Francisco football. No. We're going to run the ball at least 25 to 30 times and possibly pass it 20, if, if that. Now, if we see something that's clicking, then, you know, we may do more. You know what I'm saying? So all you got to do is really just manage the game. If you look at Jimmy G, you know, stats, he does, he barely averages, I don't even think he averages over uh, uh, 200 yards passing. He's probably at like 180, 190, something like that. That offense is not quarterback driven, so it's not built for the, the quarterback to be the star of the show. All that quarterback has to do is just don't turn the ball over, keep the chains moving, try to get the ball in the end zone, and we fly high. Nick Foles. That's it. Mm. Okay. Simple. All right. So, so you think that Brock is enough for this team to uh, propel into the postseason? Real life Willie Beeman. I would say this. I have confidence that he's going to be able to play to a decent level. I'm not going to say he's going to be the Jeff Hostella of 91 or uh, what's your boy's name that played for the Eagles? Um, I forgot his name. The backup that they had. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna pull a Nick Foles enough. What about like what that. about Sean King from Tampa Bay in '99? Like, you know, I, I feel like he could probably do that. Sean Sean King in '99 came. Yeah, he came. He came in and he was enough to get them to the to the to the game. They just they they fell short of the Super Bowl, of course. But that defense of you know well, that I defense mean, is so I, good. I, I, I can like I said, I don't. I I can say personally. I can see them going to the NFC okay. championship game. All right. Yeah, I'll give them that um, to you. Now, depending on who they play, that's another story. I feel right now, so put it this way, if Jimmy was still yeah. playing, I would say that San Francisco would probably be the best team to represent the NFC. Okay. And, and I'll stop there because I want to ask Logic. In your opinion, Logic, is currently the San Francisco 49ers the best team in the NFC? And if not, who is? Are the Eagles still in the NFC? <laughs> Eagles are still in the NFC. Well, that's answer number one. Number two, I like what Sincere was saying. In my <laughs> opinion, and this is just the opinion of somebody who's not necessarily a fan of that specific team, but a football fan in general. Uh-huh. Anything that you think about San Francisco, Anything you think about their postseason success, anything that you think about their Super Bowl opportunity, start to stop with Jimmy the Rock. And that's the fact. Mm. That's the way. Mm. Everybody knows that if there was anything that was going to stop San Francisco from being successful, it was going to be Jimmy the Rock. So now they got the new guy in there. And while I think we don't know exactly what to make of that guy, I don't think the situation has changed if that makes any sense. I think we're still going to do what happens with San Francisco is going to start and stop mm-hmm. the quarterback play. That's what we already thought. That's where it already was. Even, even, let me play, let me, I just, I want to play devil's advocate off that. Even as good as this defense is, because I do believe that San Francisco has the best defensive I team think there are numbers in that the NFC. I think that there are ways so, to do the numbers that can reflect that. I think, again, that defense is great. 
I think and what I've heard, what I've seen, what I think, and, and what I believe a lot of other people think too, is any issues that we had with saying that San Francisco was the best team or saying that San Francisco was a championship level team or any of that came down to quarterback play. We know that Jimmy Garoppolo averages somewhere in the area of 160 yards a touchdown and multiple interceptions in every playoff game. So we've always known that in the playoff, it's kind of always kind of come down to that. Like it's always been, uh-huh. which Jimmy are you going to get? So in my opinion, if you are San Francisco fan, you roll the dice with the kids. You don't know nothing about the kids. You don't know the kid ain't the best, but you don't know the kid ain't the You know that the limited level of playoff football that you get from Garoppolo, if nothing else, the kid could do that. Uh-huh. Kid could give you 150 yards and a touchdown and two interceptions. You could do that. Okay. All right. So the last question question I have for Sincere on this issue is um, y'all got a home game next week against the Buccaneers. And and yes, Tom sir. Terrific is coming off a, a performance that he wasn't great for a large part of set for Chittiest five minutes of this last game Chittiest where he threw two touchdowns game. in five minutes yeah. and, and he yeah, got it. Terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was awful. Mm-hmm. It was awful. <laughs> so, 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 so what's your question? Because no. your defense ain't doing that against us. The okay. yeah, so, so they have no chance. That's, that's give me a happen. final score. Give me a final score. Buccaneers yep. 49ers. Give me a final score. Um, uh, I'm looking at a lot to a little. 2410. Yep. Mm. Okay. I yeah, I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. I you know, if you can shut down Tua, you can shut down uh Brady. Easy. I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's Brady's game anymore. I don't think it's Rogers' game anymore. I think a lot of times we turned on the television and we just expected these guys to, you know, take the game over at some point. But I think this season is showing us, you know, it's it's changing of the guard. If you don't have uh uh hurts if you don't have uh Patrick Mahomes, you know what I'm saying? Like you have no dynamic quarterback. Um so yeah, I'm I'm not mad at 24 to 10. Logic, how do you see it? Buccaneers versus 49ers. I I've seen him play some pretty really bad Tom Brady football. I gotta put all my eggs in the San Francisco basket. I think they're gonna beat the dog shit out of the dog shit. All right. I I like that. I like that thinking. I like that thinking. I like it. I like it. Yeah, because we're gonna play defense for sixty mm. minutes. <laughs> Tom might need a ventilator. <laughs> He'll be running. I I logic. You're up, man. Your team is on the clock. The Jets, fresh off a loss. Oh, yeah, hey, man. You got me. Your your team is fresh off a loss against the. The Minnesota Vikings, twenty-two to twenty-seven, yeah, they, they lost. Uh, I I just want to know what you what what your report card is for that game. You know, Mike Mike White threw threw the ball like fifty-seven I times. I don't know if you know that, but they, um, they they threw the ball fifty-seven times. How much of this is on the coaches, and how much was this on the players? This loss. Um, I guess the best way for me to describe it is we we came out a little timid, and they got to jump on us real early. I think it was the first drive that Mike White right. had that kind of deflected pass that turned into an interception. And, you know, we had to fight back through that, which he did. I think he did that in a great way. Um, I also remember that if Braxton Berrios would have held the football in the end zone, the entire conversation would have been different. We were there. We were there. We were right there. Like, we... We we had the opportunities. We 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 overcame it. a lot. Yes. And like I've said on multiple occasions, the one thing that I'm seeing with Minnesota, and I think everybody else can see that too, is I think this is the ninth game they won that was within one possession game. Like if the game is close, they're getting away with it right now. Like they just that's where they at right now. This is who they are. So if you're not gonna beat them, mm. beat them. Then Mm-mm. you know. But I think my team played well. I think Garrett Wilson is a fucking animal. I think he's a monster. I, I'm so happy to, you know, have a quarterback that can unlock some of that. I think the defense played well. I think the best wide receiver in professional football only had 58 yards in the time. We did our job on that side. Like, we did what we could mm. do. I don't think Dalvin Cook had 100 yards. 
I think we did what we were supposed to do in that side of it. It's because that's a difficult offense to contest. But I think we did that. So, you know, we didn't necessarily win the game. But for me as a fan, I give them an A-plus for effort, if nothing else, because that was a game that we were easily right. not winning. And that, you know, we had to kind of push to make into the game that we wanted it to do. And we had the opportunity. So that's all you can ask. Yeah, I, I think I think the defense gave you the best chance to win. You know, the, you're gonna see 27 points up there, but you gotta know anytime to me, um, you know, the wide receiver Justin Jefferson, he's one of them ones to me. No, you he know, is I, the I, one. I, you know, a lot of he, he's one of them ones. And anytime you can I do Neo. Yeah, you, Neo okay. Right okay. So the Jets defense <laughs> held Neo to one to 45 yards. You know, somebody that consistently gets over 100 yards a game, got the most in, in, in the NFL, you know, the most 100-yard games, they kept him under 50, you know? And, and so, and Dalvin Cook, as, as Logic said, was under 100 yards. He was 86 yards. You know, he had, he had a decent game, but he had it on 26 car- 20 carries. Anytime you're setting it up like that, the only thing I will say about the Jets, and I feel like this was coaching, the, this the reason why I preface it that way. Anytime you're having Mike White throw 57 times, you're asking for a lot. You're asking for a lot. That means that means things. That's you know right. what I'm saying? For That's anybody, like 57 passes, even for Brady, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And so that's what the Jets got into. And I think that would be for me the reason they lost the game. Let me ask a question. Right, you got it. Let me ask you. Let me ask this question. So. Now, I've been watching, you know, sports media lately. Robert Sala, you know, he gave some points in reference to uh, Zach Wilson. Um, personally, with for me, watching the Jets play, I think the Jets played with a whole new different energy yes. when he played. Yes. When, um, like yeah, when, when yes. Zach Wilson Whoa, played. Oh, okay. Um, and and it's, not, it's not productive at all. Um, but in hearing his press conference, you know, he it is it, it's almost like they want um Mike White to be successful, but in a way it's like they don't yes. want him to be successful. I agree one hundred percent. So my question is, do you feel do you feel that they're trying to pull the wool over everybody's eyes in order to get Zach Wilson back in the game? Mm. Logic, I'll leave that to you. Leave it up to Sincere to, to really unpack something that I think is really important. No, seriously, honestly, like what you said is something that I've said online to all the podcasters that I know that pod about the Jets and I talk to them and whatever. I think that there's an understanding that Rob Salah had last year that Mike White better than Zach Wilson. You know this. I think he knew that. I think he knew that. I think we all knew that. I think we all seen signs of Mike White not necessarily mm-hmm. maybe being the ultimate answer, but definitely being more convincing in the position and definitely being higher, being of higher regard by the team. To me, it's not about the quarterback or how you play. I'll give you an example real quick. The Washington football team has a guy by the name of Heineke. We still don't know if he's good or not. We still don't know what's going on with him. We know the football mm-hmm. team plays for him. That's just a fact. I think Mike White is in that same position. I'm not going to sit here and say he's the greatest quarterback ever, or, but he, the guys play better. I think I said something on a previous podcast where we make it like it's a team thing and it's camaraderie and all oh, that's great, but these are professionals. And what it really is, is I could get off. I can get my shit off with that dude not the other dude. The other dude, I don't get my shit off. The other dude, Garrett Wilson, don't have 160 yards receiving in no game, no multiple touchdown games. He don't have that. So, you know, you you just Mm -hmm. see the team kind of bonding around the dude that does the most for the guys that play for the team. But I do think, and I think that's kind of what you were getting at since you can tell me if I heard it differently, but there seems to be some position within that organization that's trying to force a full look at Zach Wilson before we pass. It's almost like Robert Sala feels like he's tied to Zach Wilson. 
Correct. So I have to keep talking about Zach Wilson some more. Like, I, I have to tell you that even though I sat him and Mike White is doing this, <laughs> you know, we're still not going to give up on Zach Wilson. Fuck Zach Wilson. Give up on him. It's okay. It's all right. I said exactly. something a minute ago, exactly. and we were talking about exactly. – um, what's his name from um, Cleveland that just got in the state? Nah, he was there. Then Deshaun came, then he left. He was in Carolina. He do all them commercials and shit. The Baker Mayfield saga and how it became this okay. whole fantasy football, who's going to be the first team to take a guy that no team wants because the team that needs him the most don't want him. You, you understand what I'm saying? The team that needs him the most Correct. don't want him. Yes. yes. But we got to find somewhere for him to go because he is mm. him, and we got to make sure that he's okay. Because Lord knows the eight, twenty, thirty million dollars he's already made is not enough. We got to find him some more million on the bench where he can be somebody who's not productive on the bench and who you don't ever want to have to play. Because if you have to play him, you're going to lose. I think. That's where Zach Wilson is kind of trending. I don't want to throw him all the way under the bus already, but that's where it's trending. But at the same time, like you said, I think sometimes as a coach, especially as a first-time coach, especially as a first-time head coach, especially as a first-time head coach somewhere like the Jets, where the winds of love (laughs) and fury, like it's just a different breeze over there. You don't get no Mike Tomlin time. You don't get no Mike Tomlin time. You get like eight minutes, and if it don't work, everything got to move to something else. I think he's trying to let people know, I still fuck with Zach, and I still want Zach to be good because I think he's a good dude. I think if he really wants to talk freely, he could Mm. say, I want to put my team in the best position to win, and that's what we're going to do. And whoever it is. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I wish Robert Sala had that Rex Ryan. But you know what happened to Rex Ryan? Type, and I know this is on this podcast. So this is the last you, he tied his boat. Yeah, I, I know. To I mean, Mark Sanchez. Yeah. And look how that worked out. So yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. That's how that worked. Yeah. That's. I'm just saying. Well, that, I'm just saying. That boat did it for him. That you was, can bring that, it. That was a you can bring it up. And I, okay. hate bring, I hate to bring. I hate to bring. But you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying though. It's like I don't want to sell the guy under the bus. So. But I'm gonna piggyback off of you on. I'm gonna piggyback off of you on something though, because you you brought up um, Baker Mayfield, and I told people I said, look, okay. you gotta look at Baker Mayfield's the teams that he's been on. So the first couple of years when he was in uh-huh. Cleveland, they was trash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The third the third year he was able to get them to the playoffs. They had a team. They had a running game. They had wide receivers. They had a defense. Blase, blase. You know, come back the following year, didn't pan out so well. OBJ okay. didn't work out, so forth, so forth. To me personally, if he went to San Francisco and failed, I think that would have been the end of okay. his career. Because like I said before, right. that team is built on management. Right. Like you don't have to do the most can to I, win. Can I say this sincere? Because what you said makes sense. What you said you makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like like what you said makes sense. Yeah. When they so, did what they did, and they had OBJ okay, okay. and the other kid that was also from LSU, that was his guy, and they put them together. Jarvis Landry. And then they had two running backs, mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt and somebody else. Your man still that- couldn't manage. He still couldn't manage. He couldn't. Nick he's not Jones. good. It's okay. I, I don't think that's a negative thing to say. He's not good. I'm not good. It's and not like you put me saying. in that situation and I'd have done something magical. I'd have been pretty bad. Probably worse. He's not good. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But, but for, for somebody to be exactly yes. given every yes. opportunity and his whole career has been surrounded by excuses. Like going to Carolina, I could get it. Carolina didn't have a team. You know what I'm saying? But you but know, they, they still have guys on the team that play. are professional. So that's and what I'm saying. The guys that are on the team as professionals don't fuck with you. Right, exactly. So that's it why. It be them. It's you. It's got to be you. And I would have hated to see him go to San Francisco and something would have went left in San Francisco and then people would have been all befuddled. Like, what happened? You know what happened. This, I think he's oh, done no, now. He'd have been done. He, he'd have I been done. Like his done career now. as an NFL quarterback would have been over. Where we pretend like you're done, we just make you he's a done backup. Now, 
But for the second that would have been you're done. You're done. Ooh. Yeah. But that would have been the nail in the coffin, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause cause now you ain't got no excuses. You got uh you you got an all pro tight end. You got an all you got an all pro wide receiver. You got you know an all pro running back. You got and then you got the best you know, top five offensive that line. scores the most points. And you got a defense and that's, that's what I'm that's saying. Crazy. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say, sir. Exactly. So and you all I'm trying to say, sir. You get on that team and you can't. All I'm trying to say, sir. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a test that I don't even have to give you. If you failed the first grade test and then you failed the second grade test and then you failed the third grade test, I don't know why I'm trying to find a college to put you in so we can see if you can fail that test too. Well, well, well. You already know that you you already know they're going to give him as many opportunities as Mm. possible. And 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 what I'm saying and what I'm going to continue to say is is why. Is why because Geno Smith had to oh. come back from the goddamn dead and he doped in a motherfucker, but that motherfucker had to climb out of the grave to get his shit back. He had to climb well, out of the, the grave. And you know the sad thing about it though, and I fuck with Geno even though he played for Seattle now, but he has never been no, on a team has. that actually had no yes, no yeah, he can actually work with. <laughs> and when he and like I say, I think Very he got a bad. He because got a bad we don't like black quarterbacks. Like let's keep it real. They, let's keep it a buck. They, I wish Billy was, was here, brother Bill. Anytime you're ready, come back to the house. You already know we don't like black I quarterbacks. Like, think, yeah. like that's not that our game. So we like can give him a shake. If we had him now, with what we have now, because y'all had some running backs there. Yeah. I mean, outside of outside of Curtis Martin, my favorite on Jonathan Vilma. We tried to shit on Darrell Revis until Y'all we figured out that was stupid. Brought him back five years late when he couldn't do shit no more and tried to move him to safety. He said, okay, I'll take your check. Exactly. We're not the best at that, at, 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 but we're not the best exactly. at that. What and I'm and saying, then I'm and, and all I was trying to say earlier, and I hope that we can agree on this so that we can move to the next topic, is the idea of the chances that certain people get that other people don't get astounds me. And it is very difficult for me not to make it race-based because it don't seem like it's based on nothing else. It don't seem like it's based on talent. It don't seem like it's based on talent. Geno Smith had to come back from the dead. He had to go to the one place where the coach was trying to prove a point by saying, I can take any quarterback and make this work. I don't need Russell Wilson. I'll show you. My offense gonna work. My shit gonna work, and it's working. I'm, I'm gonna say it like this. I'm gonna end it with this. If motherfucking Tim Tebow could come back there and play go. tight end, you already know what it is. There you go. Man ain't never played tight end in his life, but he was given the opportunity after not playing football go. for five years there to you play go. tight end. And all this is all I'm gonna say because I, I. I, I rest my case. One hundred percent agree with your opinion. I don't want to be somebody using this platform to make everything yeah. about this and everything about that or white people black. It, nothing like that. Like that's yeah, I know. We've done enough podcasts why we don't do that. We don't have no but fact is fact. But this I is mean, a talent based assessment. I know, have assessed we know his what talent, it is. and it ain't there. And as a matter of fact, he got drafted by Cleveland. And then the last 20 quarterbacks they drafted, it wasn't there. So it's not like he came from somewhere where they, like, picked something and we know they don't know. They picked the same thing over and over again. Brady Quinn's every year, and it's been the same thing. It's been the same thing. You're not good. And that's okay. But what ends up happening is him not being good means, oh, now we got to play the waiver wire game and see who wants to have a shitty quarterback at the end of the bench the most. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy to me. Mm. Now, I'm going to tell you what's going to be crazy. If he played – see, and this is the thing that makes it even more weird. Right. Say he goes – say he he, he plays for the Rams, right? I don't know how. And he actually balls out. Which is highly unlikely. It's highly unlikely, but – but but okay, we so we dealing with situational base here. Yeah. But if he actually ball, but if he actually balls out for the Rams, then what do you do? Because now you got Stafford who's on the team. Hell of a you lot. But you got what you were supposed to get. That's that LeBron trade in my mind. You got what you were supposed to get. Now you right. mad because you're not right. getting more. 
Like, no, you got what you were supposed to get. So that's what you paid for. Right. So 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 but but how but 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 my thing is like how would that play in going into fact. like okay and I can give you a damn about the Rams. Let, let me just keep it honest. We're just talking football right now. We just talking football. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Right, exactly. We just talk. So right. So my thing is if he actually balls out and say sure. they win the rest sure. of the games this season. We ain't gotta play them, so I ain't worried about it. So like, how does that go into the next season as far as Baker Mayfield? Like, do you see him being able to stay with the Rams or go to another team? Like, In my how, opinion, how does, how does if this work he plays out for him, really well, in your opinion? If he plays really well, because the Rams made quite a few trades to where a lot of the first and second round things coming up, they're not going to have access to those things. He can effectively be the stopgap guy until they get into the level of the years, maybe 2025, where they can get first round picks and stuff like that. He just becomes another stopgap. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just becomes another guy who can stand here and kind of do this until we figure out who's I, I can see that. I can see that. But every team in the world is effectively that doesn't have, you know, one of those quarterbacks is effectively in the same position. They're effectively in the same position where they're all trying to figure out how long can we stave off what we got to stave off until we can get to the point where we can draft one of the guys because that mm-hmm. the quarterback position is apparently the most important position ever. But in my opinion, and I stand on this, this is the, the, the logic over everything podcast. Logically, if the quarterback position is that important to Explain why the fuck you let Baker Mayfield do it. Explain that to me. If it's that important. <laughs> no. I so, see so pretty much you I can don't see him, him being, ever a being a starting, starting quarterback, quarterback several times. But I'm saying that the fault is not his fault. It's okay. the fault of a okay. system that allows okay. not good quarterback to kind of spiral around in the circle. They don't get flushed down the toilet. They just kind of spiral around the bowl. Like they just you just end up somewhere so, else. I gotta oh, bang the gap on this great conversation, and I just ask right. one okay. question, right. and I'll and logic. I'm gonna go to you okay. first. On November sixth of 2022 of this year, you beat the Bills. The Jets uh-huh. beat the Bills uh-huh. 20 to 17, and what I would call a, a you know you you had to crown them on this one because to that point. In the season, the Bills had showed themselves the best team in the AFC, meaning they had the defense, they had the offense clicking, and they came into the Jets game one of yeah one of the best, and you beat them twenty to seventeen. Now on December eleventh, after a Jets loss to the Vikings, which we've already talked about, how much of a chance do you give these Jets at? Buffalo. Right now, my hands are in a prayerful formation. I'm I'm hoping that Quinnen is good. I need Quinnen to be good. We need Quinnen to be good. He he's the head okay. of the snake. We need him to be good. He's like the heart and soul of what we do. At least you know on the front side and putting pressure on the quarterback. The thing about it, and the thing that we all know about Buffalo is that as great as they are as a team, as great as they are as a defensive unit, as many offensive talents and skill sets as they have, Josh Allen, still Josh Allen. We love Josh Allen. I like Josh Allen. I wish I had Josh (laughs) Allen. Josh Allen is athletically one of the greatest. He's one of what he's still prone to Josh (laughs) Allen disease. And Josh Allen disease, is what I'd like to call Brett Favre disease, which is I can make this happen when it didn't need to happen. I can force things to happen that don't have to happen. So I believe that if my defense puts him in the position to force things to happen, and then Mike White continues to illuminate on the offense, get the ball around, get everybody involved, everybody's playing well on offense, we have a chance to win the game. I could see another 20-17 to game. 
I could see another way for us to not necessarily say we're quote unquote better than Buffalo or we have Buffalo's number. But we know uh-huh. that the key to beating Buffalo is putting Josh Allen in a situation where he has to make decisions that he ain't equipped to make. All right, give me a final score. 20 to 17. I like it. I like it. Sincere, I'll end this segment with you. How much of a chance do you give the Jets against the aforementioned uh, Bills here? And then give me a final score on the game. All right, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them a puncher's chance because they do got a defense. Amen. Uh, and we all know defense wins championships. I don't care what they say. Yes, it does. So I give them a fifty fifty chance. Um, but I think Buffalo may be a little bit motivated for this game because of how everything went the last time. So if I'm gonna give it a final score. I'm going to probably have it at 31-20 Buffalo. I can see that too. I respect it. I respect it. Yo, this is is a a hell of a first half conversation, fellas. You know what it is. I see you. I see you. Hell of a first half. I invite the folks to stay for the second half where we begin with Cowboy Cap. Cowboy Cap, after we come back, don't forget, it's logic over everything. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back. It's logic over everything. Before the break, I warned y'all that we were back into the conversation of Cowboy Cap. And in this Cowboy Cap conversation, I would be remiss if I didn't go first because, uh, you know, the Cowboys put up 33 points in the fourth quarter to beat the Indianapolis Colts. So honestly, the media is automatically triggered to the point where they say that now the Cowboys have the best chance from the odds makers to win the Super Bowl. And this is what I was trying to get to last week. And Logic, I heard you. Logic last week mentioned the fact that Cowboy fans would try to convince you out of the fact of their success that they, you know, it, it was some, what I, I heard you say, what I try to do on this platform, basically. But I want you to understand to the level I'm triggered, not out of the success, but out of the dumb shit that is said on the America's team, dubbed America's team, right? And that's where you get those faces from last season where they can't believe that the Cowboys lost because they were told so many times that the Cowboys are unequivocally the best team in the NFL. And I'm just, I'm flabbergasted as to how you come to this because you beat a hurting, aging Indianapolis Colts team led by Matt Ryan who gave up 25 points in the Super Bowl you know, and let Brady win another one. So, so you're, 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 uh, you got stars in your eyes now, and the odds makers give the Cowboys the highest chance to win a Super Bowl at 29%. After this one game, after they put up 33 points in the fourth quarter, after they were on their way to losing a game against the Indianapolis Colts, that's how dumb or goofy the Cowboy shit gets. They are now 49% highest in the league to get to the NFC championship game. They have the highest probability. How? And so, in this Cowboy Cap conversation, I only wanted to talk about this. I don't want to talk about the game. I don't give a fuck about the Indianapolis Colts, for real, for real. That's how I'm feeling. Like, I I could think of 300 ways, because before the fourth quarter... Matt Ryan, and even after the fourth quarter, Matt Ryan had a higher QBR mm-hmm. than Dak Prescott. He was doing a better job than Dak Prescott. Okay. So I don't want to talk about that game. I just want to ask you guys, how do you deal with a media, with a an overall mm-hmm. gleam on the Cowboys that say they are 40%, 49%, the most likely 
to make it to the NFC Championship and the most likely, the 29%, for the Super Bowl. This is the goofy shit. Am I wrong? No, it, 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 it's... It, no, it, it's, it's... You're not wrong. Okay. Uh, it's very goofy. Uh, but this is what happens when you have a team that's down America's team. Okay. Um, they want... they. It's, it's like the universe wants the Cowboys to be successful. Uh, yeah. Even though they've been in mediocrity for the last 20 some plus years. Um, they they get all the they get all the talent. Yeah. You know, they had wonderful teams uh-huh. and they still fail expectations. Um, this is one of the reasons why I personally don't want OBJ to go there. And it's not because of them having more talent it's because for the simple fact like you're gonna go there and honestly you're not gonna win nothing <laughs> and that's just how the Cowboys have been for the last 30 years I, I agree with your assessment I do, I do. you okay. know what I'm saying and this is not coming from a person who hates the Cowboys even though I can't stand them but still I mean real recognize real like what have y'all done within the last 30 years other than take up a lot of media time and get all these accolades that's not warranted. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But don't you like the look Grand. on the Cowboys' faces? Like, I can't believe they lost for the last seven years, at least, I can remember. I, I, honestly, I don't I don't care about the look on their faces, mm. to be truthful to you. But my thing is like this. Y'all have a lot of players that I do like. You know, I, I, I mess with Michael Parsons. I was messing with him when he was at Penn State. Um, but my whole thing is, is like, you know, because you have a star on your helmet, does not make you guys get the football. That's what I have a problem with. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, like let, let's keep, let's keep mm-hmm. it 100. Who done them America's team? Because, like I said, you got to you see. We 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 come from the era of oh god, the Deuce of Hazard. Mm. Now, and I would say this: Deuce Hazard. I like I like the show. I watched it, but 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 we know, but we know that was a racist ass right. show. Right, and the Confederate flag right on the top of that vehicle. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Duke, Duke, uh, Duke, Duke. I can't remember Boss what I was Hall. Your name, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Boss so, Hall. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So, so, so you got these, you so you got these people, right? And then here comes the Cowboys in 70, 1960, 70, 1960, 1960, whatever. Okay, all right, cool. Was there a vote? Was there, was there like a, uh, some type of spectacle yes. or something that said, hmm, we're going to yes, look for America's team. Can, can, I, can, I, can I let you know what's going on? Yes. And it happened behind the scenes. It was? People didn't even know. Mm-hmm. When they first started deciding that they were going to show football games on Thanksgiving, which is a recent development, there were yeah. four teams Thanks, that put up money yeah. to make that happen. And the Cowboys was one of those teams. It was Cowboys. It was Detroit. I think it was okay. like Chicago and somebody else. But they were like, we're going to play, and that's why you have to watch the shitty-ass Lions play every Thanksgiving you've ever been alive. Because them niggas ain't never been good, but we've seen Barry Sanders do incredible shit on Thanksgiving because they put that money up. This is what I'll say, and I I want to apologize to the listeners for the sound. There's there's been some things moving around. I'm using a different headset. I do apologize to both of you gentlemen for it. Won't happen again. What I'm saying is this. There used to be a time in sports media when what sports media talked about was what was going on. This is what's happening. This is what we're seeing. This is crazy. This is not, okay, whatever. This is 2022. What we have to factor in there is the basis of what people want to hear about all the time. And what the people want to hear about all the time is a goddamn Lakers. What people want to hear about all the time is the goddamn cowboy. What people want to hear about all the time is Kyrie. 
apparently. Like, that's what they want to hear about. Like, not the Nets, not KD, not nothing. Nope, just Kyrie. What is he doing? What's he wearing? What's he eating? Did he eat? I don't know. Does he have an earring on? It, it's a different media atmosphere. And that atmosphere combined with the evolution of sports gambling, which is now public, it used to be kind of private. It's public now. Has caused this thing where every time the Cowboys win, they become 97% championship level team, no matter who they beat or how much they beat them by. And then if they lose the next game, they become 11%. The only problem that I had with the Cowboys as an organization, as, as, as a team, as a group, as a motherfucking record league, the only problem I have with them is that I know that the mechanizations that operate within the prism that is the Cowboys, which is Jerry Jones, cares more about the process of talking about the Cowboys than anything the Cowboys ever actually do. And that's what makes it frustrating because I know more mm. about the Cowboys than I ever wish to because they ain't did shit in 20 years. But I keep hearing about everything they do. 26. Every up, every down, every in, every out, every win, every loss. As a football fan, I'm forced to hear about what they're doing at a public level like it matters. If they win the Super yeah. Bowl, that'd be dope. I wouldn't have no madness about it. But let's look at this on the opposite side. We saw the Philadelphia Eagles Shit. win a Super Bowl. We see the Philadelphia Eagles as the best yeah, team 2017. in the league right now. And ain't nobody talking about the goddamn Eagles. Ain't nobody talking about Because there's no energy for that. Even though they're the best mm. team, they've got everything going on, they're scoring mad points, their defense is good, everything over there is good. They're not talking about it. Because what we got to talk about in the ins and outs of the Cowboys organization, just the everyday, just what did Dak do today, <laughs> and oh my gosh, Zeke jumped in a pot. What oh, kind of crop top is Zeke wearing? And he did like a spinning circle and then came up and did a salute, which has nothing to do with the Salvation Army. That's not the same army, you fucking <laughs> dummy. You dummy. And <laughs> they then get they get a screenshot with Jerry in, you know, like one of those big rooms up top at the Jerry Dome. And he was signing the check. Like, I'll pay for that shit all year. Right. I'll pay. He should jump in a pot any time. Uh, it's just, <laughs> I think that that frustration bleeds over to people who are actually fans, who want to win. And who have to yeah, suffer yeah. through right. the rest of us complaining about hearing you lose while you're complaining about losing. Because you make up losses that haven't even happened yet. Because you know they probably will. Because you know how this plays out. And you know it only plays out like this because, because you're we're always talking about it. Minnesota is playing very well. No one's but, talking about it. No one's saying a word right? about it. Oh, right. They don't trust the Eagles. They don't trust Minnesota. So why the fuck do we trust the Cowboys so much? Right. Where's that trust come from? Where I has that trust know. been developed? But like I said, that's that, that's, that, that's that media. That, and that's, that's that media. And that's, they, they are big, they are billion dollar franchise right? and they and cover I think, a lot of uh, media attention. And you're right. But I think that there's a frustration that comes from the fan base about that. It's because they think that the rest of us give a fuck about that. And we don't. Like, the rest of us don't. I'm a Jets fan. I want to talk about the Jets. I want to watch the Jets. I love seeing the Jets on TV. I love Jets highlights. I love Jets wins. I, <laughs> but I'm here for that. And I understand that I'm only going to get 10 to 11 seconds of the limelight because we got to deal with fucking mm -hmm. Jerry and the goddamn Star Boys. And they just out here doing whatever they do. I don't think they're the best team in the league. I don't think they're the worst team in the league. I think they're pretty good. I think they're pretty good all the time. I mean, Zeke was in Cabo. I think they're a pretty good team. And, and that's all you heard about. What, what was that, Sincere? What was that, 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 that whole What was year. that? What'd you say? That, that whole it wasn't even fucking was in Cabo oh, yeah. football that's season, bro. It wasn't even football season, bro. We weren't even talking about football games. We were just talking about what this dude was doing with his own <laughs> private time and where he was all day. Wearing, wearing prop type t-shirts. Yeah. Okay. 
and stood in Bahama Mama. All right, all right. Like, in, in the, in the okay. effort to forward the conversation and okay. not make this platform okay. a platform about the Cowboys, okay. right? Even though I'm a Cowboy fan, right? That's why I invented Cowboy Cap. We look at you funny. This is the reason I invented Cowboy Cap. Because you want to not like it, right. and yet you continue to like it in spite of the <laughs> fact that I know you better than most. You, you oh, want to be a, but you be a keep cowboy trying to find reasons not to like it because there's a portion of it that you can't like. I know what kind of dude you are in real life. You can't like no sucker shit like that. And mm-hmm. it's sucker yeah. shit. It's goofy. And you know no, it's No, that's what I'm saying. It's beyond it is. you. It is goofy. It's that's beyond what, And that's why I want to bring a light to it. it it's goofy. And that's it's why goofy. I agree with you that it's it was goofy. goofy shit. It doesn't make sense. It, and if the platform is logic logical about over it. everything, nothing about being, yeah, nothing about saying the, no Cowboys the Cowboys belong in the Super Bowl nothing. off a win in the from fourth the Indianapolis quarter. Colts in the fourth is quarter. Like it wasn't even like I just well, say it's from the beginning to end. And it's the Indianapolis Colts. Nah. And Matt Ryan is apparently 97 years right. old. Like this shit is not rocket science. That's a, that's a game you should have won. The Cowboys get claps on the back and they get evolved to championship <sighs> levels for beating teams they're supposed to be. For stuff that they... You, you yeah. know what? That's like a parent yeah. who's supposed to take care yeah. of their child. Yeah. Getting kudos That's for taking care of their child. Like, <laughs> like, you know, but, but, but to, to be honest. But to be honest. You're supposed to do it better than that. To be clear, that was a great right. game. I thought the offense played well. I yeah. think I think your defense is good, but I think that your defense has an edge that's very mm-hmm. opportunistic. And I think if y'all can get up on somebody and get like a, you know, right. a touchdown, if y'all get real opportunistic. And I think that's what happened is y'all just got real <laughs> like, oh, no, like we out here. Let's get something. Let's get it now. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a dude who put yeah. his helmet on. The I last agree. time I saw a dude whose face looked like that when he put his helmet on was Todd Detmer when he played for the Detroit Lions and threw six interceptions in the game. And every time he put the helmet on, he was like, oh, you going to send me back out here? Shit, okay. I'm about to be sitting down real quick. I'm about to be sitting right back there. He didn't look like he was wow. convinced that he wanted to play any type of football at any level anymore today. He just looked like he was done. And you saw it on his face. He put Ugh. the helmet on, and then he found Ugh. different ways to give y'all the fucking football. While y'all was looking for different ways to take it. So, you know, like things happen and I don't want to take away from your team mm. or the win. I think that's a great win. Yeah, no, no. I, I still not. I'm still, I think that's a great win. No, I'm still not talking about that fucking game. So okay. my last question for Cowboy Cap, my last question, even though sincere, I know how you're going to answer this. I just want to know for mm-hmm. the class, because when we're talking about the NFC, the only two names that need to be mentioned are Philadelphia and San Francisco. One and two. But if you mash in this Cowboy Cap conversation who have the better chance of getting to the Super Bowl than those two teams I just mentioned, who is the better fit for the Cowboys to play? Do they have a better chance of going into San Francisco and winning or Philadelphia? The Eagles. The Eagles. All right. Explain. Explain. Mm -hmm. Without fandom, explain why. Well, no. And I'm not going to do that. Because I've been thinking about okay, this all day. Um, first of all, the Eagles—they have a—they have an overall defense. They—that's—that's that's right. good. That's good. But they have weaknesses. Mm. Um, their running game, their run defense is not that good. Agreed. Their their defense plays better when they have a lead. Absolutely. Um, where San Francisco, their defense is there all day. Sixty every minutes, day. as you said before. It's, it's it's sixty minutes. It's, it's you you're gonna be pressured all day, uh, you know, unless there's some injuries that happen. Knock on wood. I hope that don't happen. But you 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 have no you have no answer for Nick Bosa Oof, at this point. No. Um. If 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 I, if Eric Armstead come back, you have no answer for him. That the front seven by itself is equivalent to the Cowboys front seven. Agreed. So so that that's 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 not an advantage that you want. 
You don't have an advantage mm. there. Um, then on the offensive side, Philly has a good offense, but if you could get to Jalen Hurts, which I think the Cowboys can, then that plays more into their hands. Okay. Because once, because once Jalen Hurts gets a little flustered or rattled or whatever, he's not as pro. He's not as prolific as you know, normal. Yeah. Okay. Um. Now, granted, we don't have Jimmy G, but yet, like I said, you don't need your quarterback to throw three hundred yards with San Francisco. Not at all. You just need them not to turn the ball over and manage the game. I think we have more weapons on the offensive side in Philly. So if I if I wanted to if I had a choice of what team I want to play, I would want to play the Eagles. Okay. Being a, as a Cowboys right. fan. Right. So so I'm gonna bounce to you, Logic. Um, how do you see it? The Cowboys have a better chance versus the Eagles or the San Francisco. I 49ers? personally have these conversations with other people. And what I have come to understand is that the one thing that you can't count on, I can count on, we can all count on, is that the NFC East is going to play the NFC East as hard as they can, irregardless of the records or the players or anything like that. If I was the Cowboys, I'd rather play. I think that irregardless of the team or anything like that, that's that's really what you want is to play somebody you know rather than somebody that you don't. Amen. You don't play you don't play the 49ers enough to know the devil that's in there. I agree. I agree. I agree. So while we're talking about goofy shit, while we're talking about the Cowboys, I just want to talk about something else that's come to my attention this week and that's this weird thing where you say because this team beat this team and the other team lost to this team, well this team that beat the team is automatically the best. And I don't, I don't even know if people understand what I'm talking about here. I'll say in the interest of Philadelphia, right? We know they only lost one game. They lost to the Commanders this year. Uh, because Philly loses to the Commanders and Dallas wins against the Commanders, Dallas is all, all, automatically a better team than Philly. And I feel like we get into that conversation a lot. Like you talk about even even referencing the fact that the uh, Bills lost to the Jets, does that automatically mean the Jets should just win out against the Patriots? Because they beat one of the best teams in the AFC. So, you know, Patriots couldn't do that, right? Does that mean they're better? What is this weird thing where this team, the strength of schedule thing from you fellas, if you could talk about strength of schedule and what that means in determining a team's projection, uh, is that goofy in itself? And I'm not even talking about Cowboys. I'm talking about for all teams. Should we even look to strength of schedule as a dictation about who's better than who? Sincere, I'll start with you. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna put it out there all like right? this. I don't. I don't think strength of schedule really matters. Thank you. I think it's all about the matchups. And I say that. And I say that to say this. We played Denver. We played the Denver Broncos, uh-huh. and we all know the Denver Broncos been playing like shit. Yeah. Yep. Right. But they got a guy named Russell Wilson on that team. Russell Wilson against San Francisco is like eight and two in his career, and Denver won that game. I think certain teams match up against certain teams a certain kind of way. Um, it could be, you know, the good teams may have a bad day or they overlook their opponent. I allow the Ravens against the Jaguars. Shit happens. So I don't necessarily believe in strength of schedule because, like I said, it's any given Sunday. Anybody could be anybody. Like, look at what uh, the Bengals are doing with the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Ain't nobody saying the Kansas City Chiefs is world beaters. I mean, uh, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals are world beaters. Actually, yeah, they're the, beating the Kansas the, City people Chiefs. People are saying that, which is stupid. People are saying that, which is stupid. People are like, oh, well, that, Cincinnati that, Bengals got their number. There are some people that are – that's the reason well, why the second – They might say they got their number, but like I said, as far as like the overall aspect of it, they're not 
saying that the Cincinnati Bengals is the best team in the AFC. No, they're not. They may say they're dangerous. Yes. You know, you know how that go. You but, know how it go towards this time of the season. You become the so team nobody wants to see. It's all, it's all about and to me. It's all about the yeah, matchup. Yeah, 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 all of that. Some teams match up better than okay. others. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's logic. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the last word on this subject. This is the goofiest shit I've ever heard. The fact that we use strength of schedule as a litmus for how the season is going to go. I think this is the dumbest shit ever. Like the, let's let, let's get to the point where we let the games be the games. But logic, I'll, I'll it, defer to you. The you idea of strength of schedule has to be the dumbest litmus of anything in the world, depending on the quality of the division that you play on. If that makes any sense, if you played in the NFC East two years ago, and all the teams were under five hundred, and one of the teams had to go to the playoffs. One of the teams still got to go to the playoffs because when you get to the playoffs, all that other shit don't matter no more. That don't matter no more. You only got to beat somebody one time. You only got to be a little bit better that one time to get it going. Right. We've seen multiple Giants teams. We've we've seen multiple teams in the league who weren't the best team based on strength of schedule, but when they got in the offs. They won the games that matter. And they went where they needed to go. So to me, it's, it's the biggest thing is this football. And the biggest thing is, you know, unlike basketball where there's 82 games or baseball where there's like 180 games or whatever the fuck they do in hockey, I don't know. But in football, there's like a very small amount of games. And so every week, there has to be right, some right. level of high-functioning analysis that goes into what that week means going forward. But I think as football fans, we all know that that shit don't mean nothing. Like, it don't mean nothing. Not really. I, you know, you can you can beat this team this time and then lose to the other team next time. And it, it It's about the season. It's not about who you played. It's about how you conducted yourself mm-hmm. during the season. And then what you consistently do in the playoffs, that's what's important to me. Amen. And I, and I think that's a good way to end it tonight. You know, I, I just wanted to place importance on it because I saw it happening, unraveling in the media, like where they're saying this team can't be taken seriously because their the Miami, schedule is Minnesota Vikings. Overall. I cut you off, and, brother, and, the Minnesota Vikings. The fact that they're talking, or in this case, not talking about the Minnesota Vikings, has a lot to do with strength of schedule in the way that they're winning games. Like I said, if I remember correctly, when they beat my Jets, that was the ninth game they won. Where's a one-possession game at the end of the game? They've been kind of coming out on top in situations where it could have went either way. But to me, as a fan, if I was a Minnesota fan, I wouldn't give a fuck how the fuck they won the game. I want to win the game. I don't give a fuck who we play. Right. Now let's let's, let, let, let's play high school team. Sure, I'll play them. Let's beat them. I want to win. And sometimes when you are in a system where you have to communicate about this from week to week, everything has to stand for something that, in my opinion, don't necessarily got to be what it stands for. You win, you win. You lose, you lose. You look at your record at the end, teams go forward. You want to get to the offs because if you can get to the offs, they take everything that you did that season and you scrub all that shit and, and throw it in the trash. Because now everybody's starting from zero. And you you go forward. For, mm. That's why Amen. we love this game the way we love this game. Because it doesn't matter how you got there. It doesn't matter what the strength mm. of schedule got you there. It doesn't, none of that matters. Once you get there, Shout out to the, you see to what the I'm New saying? football We've seen it. Yep. Once you Once get there, you you, get if you there, can back your way into it, if you can accidentally <laughs> fall into it, and then you can put the wins together how you got to put the yep. wins together, you could do that. And that kind of levels the playing field and allows everybody that has a team that they're rooting for in the playoffs to feel like the opportunity for success is there. All I got to do is beat you, whoever you are. 95% of the time, you're not playing necessarily one of the teams that you play 99% of the year, you're playing who you got to play. It falls how it falls. It matches up based on record. And then you play who you got to play. So, you know, 
I think the mm. narrative is the issue, if that makes any sense. I, I, I get it's you. just a narrative. And football is so narrative-based. It's right. just narrative-based. Right. It's just about the story and this, and everybody's jumping. You know, that's why people want the Cowboys to win so bad, because they like the narrative and they want to be on top of that if it happens. Now, it don't never happen, but like they just want to be on it so bad that we're going to say, oh, you're 49 percent likely to win a championship because you beat a team that's not going to the playoff. That doesn't even make sense if you think about it, but you don't like because it's the narrative. It's the story. Until now, until us. And I feel like I'm not overstepping when I say we are here to give you what you do not have. And for sincere, for logic, my name is Joey G. And this has been logic over everything. It's over. And it's been everything. Thank you for joining us, folks. Listeners, listeners, once again, this is Logic from the Logic Over Everything podcast. I, on behalf of the podcast, do apologize for them, some of the sound issues that we've had this particular episode. It's a lot of moving parts. People have real lives outside of this. We love to present you with what we have to offer about these topics that we talk about. But, you know, sometimes real life intervenes. I'm sure each and every one of you understand that. We're trying to give you the highest content and the highest quality. We're going to continue to try to do that. And I, as one, am going to identify if the sound effects or things happen that don't necessarily equate to the greatest listening experience for you. I do personally apologize for that. I think if you listen back, what we said is glorious. I think we've had another glorious one and you're going to enjoy it. But either way, Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for sticking with us as our lives change and as this podcast changes our lives. Hopefully it'll change your life too. Thank you, listeners. We out.